Can you guys like hum the melody for the intro for me? <laughs> that's the, that's that oh, was terrible. Man. Yeah. Hello, everybody out there in music video land, and welcome to another edition of uh, This Week in Music Videos, uh, brought to you by your super good friends at imvdb.com, the internet music video database. I can be confused with internet music video database, which I'm not sure exists. My name is Adam. Um, this is a podcast where we talk about what's going on in music videos for this week, um, and then with me as usual, I'm in an undisclosed location in... Brooklyn, New York is uh, Doug Klinger. How are you, Doug? Doing super good. I am the Doug Klinger. You have to get that right. Okay, I'm sorry about that. I've got a note for the last 142 episodes. I always get that wrong. You got it wrong every time. Um, and then uh, with us north of the wall from Fringe Music Fix is uh, Mr. Adam Alexander. Adam, are you there and, and or alive? I am here, alive, and I'm ready. Nice. And then ready to go. Uh, this week we've got the grammys coming up which we're going to talk about grammys 2015 and uh to join us to talk about that and other things um is someone who has produced one of the grammy nominated music videos which we'll get into in a little bit uh that is producer mr jason Baum. how you doing jason hey guys how's it going pretty good uh we have uh we were just talking before we got on this uh or before we started recording that you have not been on the podcast but you are no stranger to the site because if you go to the show notes for this podcast, you will find, I think, a producer profile on the blog as well as several music video commentaries. I believe one with Isaiah uh, Surratt. That's correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm also really excited because Adam Fairholm doesn't usually get asked how he's doing. He always asks everybody else. And this time, Jason, you asked him that. So I'm really excited about about that. I'm, I'm feeling good about where this podcast is going to go, knowing that that just happened. So I'm stoked. Good vibes. Good I have vibes. so many emotions to get out, and it's just nobody ever really asked me to. <laughs> and I've been able to share them. Now Now everyone knows that you're doing pretty good, um, which, is, which is clutch. Which is good, yeah. Um, so as I mentioned, this is a podcast where we talk about what's going on in music videos and this week uh, we're in early February 2015. This is award show season and TV event season. Last weekend we had the Super Bowl and this weekend we have my favorite event of the year that is just music, you know, generally music uh, oriented but also has a music video component and that is the 57th Grammy Awards. Um and every year, the Grammys have uh, nominations for Music Video of the Year. Um, I, th- I can't remember how long they've had them, but uh, every year they nominate, I believe, five music videos. Um, and this year, we've got uh, uh, We Exist by Arcade Fire, uh, directed by David Wilson, up for uh, Grammy, as well as Turn Down for What by DJ Snake, featuring Little John, directed by Daniels. Uh, Chandelier by Sia, directed by Sia and Daniel Esco. And Happy by Pharrell, uh, directed by We Are From L.A. And The Golden Age by Woodkid, directed by um, Yuan Lemoyne and Chris Clayton. Um, So really, obviously, uh, I think we've talked about this in the podcast in the past, a really 
pretty, you know, solid compared to like, you know, maybe five or six years ago, group of music videos. I mean, these are this is like an amazing crop, uh, and it should be because this is the only music video award for kind of music's most visible, you know, award show night. Did they used to have a long form and short form category? Uh, not too long ago, I think like two years ago. And the long form was all just like weird concert videos and stuff. Do you remember this? Or am I making this up? No, you're totally right. I, I think they still have it, but they've changed the name. Oh, really? That still exists? That's, yeah, I think so. That's sweet. And, and um, I actually saw David uh, last week, and he told me he's going to definitely go to the Grammys. Are you definitely going to the Grammys as well? Definitely going. Picking up my ticket tomorrow. Sweet. Sweet. Are You got a, you got a tux lined up? Got a tux, um, got a tailored. Uh, the thing about guys going to the Grammys, it's the dress code is black ties, so you can't really dress up. I mean, if you're like someone awesome, like I'm sure Chris Brown's going, and it's not going to be a black tie, and he's going <laughs> to wear whatever he wants to wear. Right. But, you know, it's pretty straightforward. Some some furry boots, I feel like, are appropriate in this occasion. I think um, they go with a black tie. And we should mention, uh, I'm not sure if we have that, uh, Jason, you produced one of the, uh, the video that you produced that is Grammy nominated is We Exist by Arcade Fire, a video that we have covered uh, several times on the podcast. Um, we had... Um, Ari. The, Ari, Ari Robbins, also known as the Steady Jew, as the um, the Steady Cam operator on the podcast about forty episodes ago. Um, Holy cow! Was it really that? Many? It was, yeah. <laughs> and and this video is, I, I mean, we've talked about this video all year because it's so amazing. I mean, you guys had kind of an all star cast in terms of who was making this video. You had David Wilson directing, uh, Larkin Seeple for the DP, um, and kind of one of the biggest names in music videos last year, um, Ryan Heffington, uh, as a choreographer. Um, I was wondering if you tell us a little bit about what, you know, how this music video came together, um, because it is, you know, when you look back at the, bi- the big names of 2014 who did some amazing work that kind of all worked on this music video, um, when, did, when did you come into the project? Sure. Um, I came in pretty early. They were trying to make this video for a good while, and um, David was sort of going back and forth, trying to finesse the idea and sort of get it awarded, and the budget was a little bit higher than they wanted to spend. So it just became this sort of back and forth, and eventually the idea of incorporating their Coachella appearance into the video kind of created a hard deadline that forced them to sort of like say, okay, we sign off on an idea, we got you the money that you need, let's just go and do it and stop talking about it. Um, so I was pretty much involved from the beginning. I mean, Sue, the EP at the Director's Bureau, kind of started the initial conversations, but once it seemed pretty serious and the fact that Coachella approved uh, us doing the video there, which the first music video ever shot at Coachella. Um, oh, nice. At least, at least sanctioned. Um, <laughs> it's because there's some that were stolen. I, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of artists that have made videos out of their performance at Coachella, but yeah. it wasn't brought up to Coachella that they were doing it, I guess. Are you involved in that process in terms of getting it approved at, by Coachella, or was that more, mainly through the band? It was mainly through the band, but I was sort of still the point person and 
once once the permission was given, I was the point person to try and coordinate all the the departments being the touring production of Arcade Fire, uh, Arcade Fire, the band itself, and then Golden Voice, who uh, throws Coachella, and also their, I forget the security company, but also the company that Coachella hires that runs security. It was kind of a, a big cluster of people to try and get all on the same page, and it was still tough to the very last second. And that doesn't sound particularly unusual to have to deal with, like, a lot of people as a producer of a music video, like, to jump through hoops and and deal with things for a location and to line a lot of things up. Like, that seems like that's a large part of what the job is. However, because of Coachella and all of that, like, do you think that that added an additional level of of complication for you? Yeah, it was definitely a, a good chief aspect of my headache for the video. <laughs> uh, it wasn't that anyone was necessarily difficult. It was just a bunch of people that are used to working one way and trying to get them to understand what everyone else needed from each other was a, definitely a trying time. And plus you have Andrew Garfield, who, you know, we, we talk often talk about, you know, actors who are used to doing, you know, feature films um and you know we'll go to music videos to kind of uh get you know some exposure but also like um a little bit of indie cred uh so you're dealing with somebody who is you know a, a relatively big star which must have added all you know a layer of complication to the to the you know the video as well it added a layer mainly in the terms of secrecy um because obviously we didn't want to tell too many people what we were doing, let alone tell them that it was Andrew Garfield doing it. Um, so I think that was really the hard thing. Uh, in terms of actually working with Andrew, he's like the biggest sweetheart. And he was very easy to work with, his manager and uh, was involved too, and he was super supportive. Um, I think he was he was really psyched to just do something that wasn't, a commercial blockbuster and it was literally a character and something artistic. He, he was like so happy to be there. And was it always a conversation where it's going to be a, a name playing this role or um, did it like Andrew's involvement come about more organically than that? Um, well, you know, the reason why they asked Andrew was uh, Andrew was the host of SNL one time that Arcade Fire was playing. So that's how they met. Um, so the they kind of kept in touch, and you know they all have mutual friends of Spike Jones and the like, and um, so the conversation was really easy on the band's part um, in terms of how we arrived at Andrew. I think it sort of arrived at the fact that you know we knew we wanted to create a special video and we wanted to elevate it and get it seen and. You know, the natural way to do that is to raise the profile of the talent. And um, I don't know. I, I, I know there was a lot of people that David was sort of thinking about and we were going back and forth on. Um, but I think based on the fact that the band had a good relationship with Andrew, um, it kind of made sense that he should be the one. That's an episode of uh, SNL that was unique for a lot of reasons. And one of them is that they had a arcade fire had a like a half an hour special called here comes the night 
here comes the nighttime, excuse me, that aired after SNL. Um, if you were in my TV area, that was preempted by an infomercial. Um, so I did not get to see that live. Uh, but that's, you know, sort of like a, uh, definitely a new, unique thing. And, and it was a really great episode of, of SNL. I always wondered if that's where they initially met. I hadn't made that connection before. Uh, um, I, on the now, uh, when we had the did the producer profile on you, I think we included a photo of you like locked in on your cell phone, kind of <laughs> looking a little uh, uh, bewildered. And um, uh, you, you mean know, the, the back of me with my like hand in my hair. Yeah, that one. That's the one. Yeah, maybe you don't have a cell phone, but yes, you're very, you're very, yes, the one of your hand in your hair. And I think you like call it your like producer pose or or something like that. Even um, yeah, that's how most people see me on set. <laughs> turned away, trying to deal with some type of drama, and I don't want anyone to see the stress on my face. And and so like actually at Coachella during that shot, that obviously you guys have like one opportunity to pull off. Like, are you like, what, where are you? Are you like near the, where the camera is or are you like somewhere off in a corner, like looking like that, just like being stressed, uh, hoping that it all kind of goes your, the way you, that you set it up to go. Yeah. Well, something like that. I mean, <laughs> um, we had, I forget it was three or four cameras. Maybe it was three. Um, and there are, one was sort of stationed backstage, one was stationed to the left of stage, and then it was Ari rocking the steady. And we were all on walkies with, you know, like concert level earphones um, to be able to communicate with each other. So um, most of the people that weren't next to those cameras, it was mainly a camera crew. We obviously didn't have a very big crew uh, beyond that. Most of us were in sort of the pit that they use to like shoot the show itself like because you know they have cameras covering the show on their own level um we were in that sort of little pit david um jesse the ad and you know a couple of other people and we were just sort of watching all the cameras from afar and it was actually not that stressful by the point that we went to go shoot it um because at that point it was like you only have one take. There's nothing we can do. It's just <laughs> hopefully everyone's on their A game. Um, the only bit of stress that we had was going back to this conversation that we were having with all these departments. One thing that we were trying to do is the specific lighting clue, excuse me, lighting cue to signal when Andrew was going to walk down towards the stage. And we couldn't rehearse it, but we spoke with the lighting designer extensively explain everything we were trying to do and why it was so important and it, it was supposed to happen like at the first chorus and the first chorus came around and the cue didn't happen and everyone's on walkie talking over each other being like hey this cue didn't happen i had a pa like right next to him like yelling in his ear <laughs> trying to figure out what's going on and then the second chorus is coming and we're like well, we just got to go. We can't wait a whole, like, it's going to be the end of the song if we don't go now. And it kind of worked. Like, it, it kind of hit the tail end of what the cue was supposed to be. But that was definitely stressful. But it's one of those things where there's only so much you could do. Was that transition supposed to come in earlier initially, That the transition to the concert? Yeah, because we want to maximize the amount of time that Andrew was on stage. Um, and... Obviously, 
it's going to eventually sync up with the music. So we wanted it to sync up to a chorus. So, um, so yeah, the cue was supposed to happen right at the beginning of the chorus, but it didn't quite happen. On the, it didn't happen on the first round. On the second round, it it happened kind of like how we said it was going to happen, but not exactly. That's really yeah. interesting because I, I that's the I, I found the timing of that like really uh, amazing. I feel like it turned out like you know like uh, pretty pretty amazing in terms of you know how the song kind of dips down into this lull lull almost um for his transition into coachella and uh it's uh yeah i i i'm always glad that happened then because i think (laughs) the video the video uh i I love that transition did did you guys um shoot the Coachella stuff first and then work around what you had there or what, like what was the order of, of production? Um, we started with the bar scene. We did that on a Friday in the Valley. And that was sort of a, that was a hard day because, you know, bars want to open at like six, seven o'clock for their normal clientele. So we were like under the gun to try and get all that shot out on the first day. Um, on Saturday, some of the crew traveled out to Coachella to sort of do a tech scout, even though Arcade Fire wasn't playing that day, um, just to like figure out on the ground what it's like. Dave and I actually went to the first weekend of Coachella. Um, quote unquote, we were working. Um, <laughs> but uh, we kind of sussed it out, saw what the issues were, figured it out for the second week, brought a small team in for the tech scout. Then we passed fan to everyone in Sunday morning from LA to go shoot the house scene and some of the exterior walking type elements. Um, so the Coachella day was pretty full because three quarters of the crew had to take the two, three hour drive out to Indio um, in a pass van, then work outside for a couple hours. We barely ate and just like showed up to Coachella an hour before arcade fire went on and tried to knock it out and then three quarters of the crew took the pass then back straight to la um because a lot of them i think larkin and his crew had a job the next day Ugh. yeah <laughs> so it's pretty tight with the uh with the two weekends was it ever uh, a consideration to maybe shoot on the first weekend in case something went really wrong you'd still have another stab um I don't, I don't think we ever considered it mainly based on money. Hmm. Um, but the other issue was I don't think Andrew was available the first weekend, if I remember correctly. So we were kind of forced to do it on the second weekend. It is still pretty pretty lucky that you like they that there it, there are two weekends and that you could actually do that. Um, that's mm-hmm. pretty unique to Coachella. Was that part of why Coachella was the decision, or was that just like? What what was it about Coachella that, you know, was in, important for this video? I, I think from the early stages, David's creative wanted this ending where the band wasn't really seen till the end. And I mean, it went through multiple incarnations, but the kind of main idea that he landed on was after the story, the band kind of welcomes this character. And, you know, we were talking about before the Coachella conversation started, they were talking about throwing a, a performance um, just on their own but it kind of I, I think it was David's idea I, I might be wrong I'm not positive but I think he was just like well instead of like 
throwing a concert. Why don't we just do it at like literally one of the biggest concerts available <laughs> to us? So that was that was a conversation though that was had when you were already on board with the project. Like the video had been greenlit with the assumption that maybe you guys would just um, fake a concert. Um, it was kind of like yellow lit. Uh, <laughs> okay. And once once we had a lot of things falling into place, being Andrew Coachella, then it was like it was greenlit up to the point of needing to figure out the money issue. But yeah, mm. yellow lit. I like that. That's I think a that's, new one. There are many things about running a a, a project of any size. I feel like that 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 would apply to. Um, yeah. Did uh, did many people recognize Andrew, or were there any stories that kind of came about from that part of it? Not. It was pretty hard to recognize them. You know, like <laughs> without right. knowing, like was just like who's that weird girl? Like, you know, like <laughs> yeah. You know, no, it's him. Um, there, there was a couple people that were like front row that figured it out and were calling his name. Um, wow. <laughs> there were there was like a Tumblr because after it happened, you know, Dave and I were like obsessively looking over the internet, <laughs> um, and there was like a Tumblr with someone saying, "Look at Andrew Garfield dressed up at Coachella." No um, way. Yeah. Wow. Find that. Um, it's an eagle and, eye there. Jeez. That's an evil eye. I think someone also backstage, like, Instagrammed a photo um, of him with uh, Emma Stone. Um, So it was still pretty secret. It was still pretty much a surprise once the video was out and people put it together. Well, that's on Andrew, though, at that point. I mean, if he's out there hanging out with Emma Stone, I mean, that can't be. Who who is his, we should mention, is his co-star in uh, The Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, that's that's too, that's a lot going on. Yeah, that's like, like, that's yeah. Uh, Oh, that's right, his girlfriend as well. I forgot about that. Um, So that's, yeah. Did you forget or not? Did you forget or not? No. Uh, (laughs) I didn't know. Uh, yeah, usually I'm, when I don't know something, I just say I forgot. I'm such a dick. You called me out on that, definitely. I'm um, such an asshole for just doing uh, that. I'm so sorry. I should mention that uh, we talked about a little bit about the, the categories for the Grammys, and, and I, I uh-huh. pulled it up here. And um, you're right, it used to be like short form and long form music video, which was dumb. But they've changed <laughs> it to best music video and best music film. Ah. Um, and the, the so num- they made up a thing. They, well, they ch- they just ch- kind of I think clarified a little bit. Like, so yeah. best music film is like uh, Twenty Feet from Stardom, the documentary about backup singers, uh, Metallica Through the Never, which I've never heard about, and you know Ghost Stories by Coldplay, which is a you know live concert film. So, mm. um, it's interesting. Uh, so, in terms of when you found out that you guys were nominated for a Grammy, what was? The, did you like find out through public means, or did you did you get a tip? Um, public means, as much as people want to imagine, you get this like awesome phone call from <laughs> Mr. Grammy. <laughs> Congratulations! Uh, no, I, you know, as a music video fan, as a music fan, you know, I was. I think I was working. I was working on job. I was working on the DJ Stink video that uh, came out just a little while ago. Um, or sorry, excuse me, my DJ Stink video, not turned down for what. Um, <laughs> and I was just as I normally do. I every once in a while I check Twitter throughout the day, and I noticed that they were this year. They had a bunch of guest tweeters tweet out the nominees, and. 
you know, I knew there's a best music video category. So, so of course I'm like curious and I'm just periodically checking back through my feed throughout the day. And then I saw the tweet. It's a Weezer was the guest tweeter for uh, this category. And um, I saw the headline and it's a video tweet. Um, and I watched the video and I saw like in the handles that Arcade Fire was tagged and immediately like my eyes lit up and I was like, what is going on? Because the other thing in the back of my head was like, like my favorite video of not this past year, but the year before it was Afterlife by Emily Kai Bach. And I was like, damn, it's probably Emily Kai Bach. That <laughs> video is probably still in consideration. It's not even ours. And it's just going to be kind of a bummer. Although I love the video and it's totally deserved. Um, but yeah, I, I play the video and I, 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 I don't know if it said we, uh, we exist or I then like Googled the Grammy website being like, let me make sure it's we exist. And then it was, and this is actually kind of a funny story. Like I kind of got like super shut down because my first call was to David. I called David up and he recently lost all his numbers. So you didn't know it was me. <laughs> um, so I called David and I was like super excited. And I was like, David, I have something really important to tell you. And it's like, Hey Jason, I'm, I'm really busy right now. Can I call you back? I was like, uh, I guess so. <laughs> um, I like I didn't want to just spring it on him because I don't know what he was in the middle of. Um, so I was like, sure, call me back as soon as you can. He's like, give me ten minutes, and I was like, great, sounds good. And so then I called the director's bureau to talk to Sue, the EP, um, to tell her the same thing. And then the office manager, Chris, picked up the phone and was like. Oh, uh, Sue's in a meeting. She can't talk. And I was like, ah, like, <laughs> I just want to like share this news with somebody, and like I'm getting shut down. And I was just, I just right before I hung up, I told Chris, I was like, just tell everyone in the office we just got nominated for a Grammy. And he was like, cool, I'll do it. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anyways, uh, we hung up, and then I didn't know David was in the office. Um, so they conference called me afterwards and then we were like freaking out and they had the same thing. They're like, wait, it's our video, right? It's not afterlife. <laughs> they double checked about specifically afterlife as well. Well, yeah, it was just like, we're, because it was crossed our minds that maybe for some reason it was a mistake or I don't know. It's like one of those <laughs> things where you're like, is this really happening? Like I need a triple check. Right. Totally. And And in terms of like, when when you were looking like if you had like a feeling that any of you like did you did you like have a feeling that this video could be like were you like looking for an arcade fire mention or something like that did you have a sp particularly good feeling about this video that it was like gonna make make the impact that it did um you mean while making it or specifically? yeah yeah while making it um no i don't think so i mean i thought I, I thought it was going to be good only in the sense that I thought we were making something of like good quality and we had like an A team of people on it. And, you know, the Andrew aspect definitely brought so much to the table. So I knew it was going to be a, a noteworthy video that hopefully a lot of people see. But, you know, I, I try not to ever put too much writing on a video because there's so many videos that I've made that I love that just kind of got a tepid reception. So I kind of don't want to think while making it that 
this is going to be a big video, you know, because I've had so many experiences where I've had a great video that just never picked up the traction. Uh, so I think that gets at an interesting question of, of like what, I mean, different mediums have their like kind of like big award. Um, I think the Grammys are kind of like the Oscars in a lot of ways in that, you know, we kind of look historically to the Oscar nominations and winners the kind of like catalog what was good and and you know throughout history um and we don't we, we kind of have something like that in the mtv vmas but i feel like mtv just doesn't take music videos and those awards seriously enough to really kind of be the the, the uh, award of record. So I think music videos have always been searching for, like, what is the big award? Like, if you're making a music video and you want it to be, like, the big cheese, what are you looking for? And obviously, you know, uh, the Grammys have a lot of categories. Um, they, they have a lot of um, categories, obviously, they don't announce during the award shows, and music, the best music video is one of those. Um, but I feel like you know in a lot of ways this category is one of those big kind of headline categories for music videos just because you know it has a name recognition of the grammys and they've done in the past few years i think a really incredible job of picking out really what the best is better than 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 really anybody else that has that big platform to to nominate music videos they really got it right this year right yeah it's great like the in terms of the list i mean it's a really, it's a really kind of awesome list. Um, you can't really, can't really argue with anything that's on there. Um, uh, is it? Are you going with everyone in terms of going to the Grammys? Are you guys kind of all going as a crew? Um, more or less. We're not necessarily traveling there as a group, but once we all get there, I we at least made a seating request to sit next to each other. So I think we're all sitting to each other, but we're gonna sitting next to each other. But we'll we'll try our best to be close, I guess. And another interesting thing that maybe at first glance people who don't follow music videos may not realize is that um, Ryan Heffington, who is the choreo- choreographer on We Exist by Our Kid Fire, is also nominated um, under Chandelier by Sia, where he is a choreographer as well, which is kind of a rare thing. I mean, we, we we've Sometimes I think in the past artists have been nominated twice in the music video category, or sometimes even directors. But choreographer is kind of a rare thing in a, in a year well, where choreography was was huge. Ryan Hevington was like the, the kind of the marquee name for that. There's actually three other people that are on two different nominated uh, Grammy videos. Oh, uh, Larkin, Larkin, and Jason Casfarde. Oh yeah, and Kathleen Heffernan. Uh, she's the EP at Iconoclast. So there's two iconoclasts. Oh, nice. She's on. She worked on Happy, and what was the other one she worked on? And Woodkid. Oh, that's Woodkid. right. Wow. Yeah. It's a, it's a <clears throat> people doing double duty this year. So who's go? Wait, who's Larkin sitting with? <laughs> uh, well, the only people invited are the director and the producers. Oh, so, weird, interesting. Yeah. So Larkin ain't going with anybody. Sorry, Larkin's sorry. staying at home. Sorry, Larkin. Um, and Ryan's staying at home, probably. Ryan having to... So they can, um, hang, they can I, hang with us. I think uh, Ryan is choreographing Sia's performance at the Grammys. Uh, that's, that's right. Not... She is performing as well as a huge number of people, including 
for some reason, John Mayer and Mary J. Blige for some reason. Um, and ACDC. And ACDC, yeah. It's gonna, and uh, I think Chris Martin of Coldplay will be there. Um, Katy Perry, who is fresh off of her uh, pretty amazing Super Bowl halftime show from last Sunday, will be, pl- will be also performing at the Grammys. So it's always, they just, you know, it's an industry night. They try to get up as many people as they possibly can. And, uh, and yeah, I just didn't, John Mayer hasn't released anything in a while. So I'm not really sure why he's up, but it's just because it's he's just there to make Katy Perry feel weird. Um, <laughs> uh, Jason, you watched the you saw the Katy Perry performance, is that right? I did. Is, are you hoping that you're going to get something of that of that caliber at the Grammys? Yeah, I'm hoping Missy Elliott comes out. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. That would be great. Um, I'm yeah, so you- glad the Super Bowl has like turned from from like the Who and oh. you know like. Prince and all these people who are great, you know, hooray for them. But it's just not <laughs> exciting whatsoever. That Super Bowl show, even you know, everybody falls over themselves to to say how great Beyonce is. But God, like Katy Perry's Super Bowl show is so, you know, incredibly entertaining and interesting. And I, I mean, you kind of see that in her music videos. I mean, she's always looking. She's really never works with the same director twice. Essentially, always looking for something new and interesting and she has a really kind of amazing uh catalog of music videos plus she rocked like four outfits in eight minutes that was pretty impressive i kept being really shocked every time she changed like oh my god she did something different and then i was like alone in my house paying more attention (laughs) to the to the performance and the game and i'm like what's what is what's going on with me and then i was like I watch a lot of music videos, and I've, I have a new appreciation for for the finer things in life, which is dancing sharks and not uh, sports that give you headaches. I don't understand why the dancing shark thing became such a big deal. Yeah, that's really weird. I mean, how many times have there been live performances where, like, one element l- loses, is out of sync in some way? Like, how did that, su- like, why is he so suddenly scrutinized it's really strange it's just because of the internet right stuff could just like take off for no reason like that like the dude during the uh state of the union with the beethoven hair (laughs) that dude the the shark is the i didn't see that really yeah yeah i must have missed that he was i think he's like the energy secretary or something like that and he's got like this long long kind of gray hair uh, but but you have to. I mean, Katy Perry, and I mean, you know, I, uh, I think it's I think it's okay to attribute a lot of the most entertaining aspects of that directly to her because I think she's in many ways kind of in charge of her own show um, and her own image, and she definitely knew what she was doing. I mean, she was she, it was. And I think in terms of what she wanted to get away from that Super Bowl show. It was a direct hit in, in in many many ways. Yeah, she wanted to make sure Missy Elliott got uh, back on the map, and she certainly did. Missy Elliott is was it the Grammys that Missy Elliott uh, kind of like stole the show when they performed that Moulin Rouge song, or was that the MTV Awards? Does anyone remember what I'm talking about? <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, man. Awesome. I mean, I'm a pretty big Missy fan, but I, I'm not sure <gasps> if I'm remembering that. Oh my gosh! Wow. Uh, so yeah, they it was. You guys remember that song though, the Moulin Rouge song with like yeah, Christina, yeah. Christina Aguilera. They did that song, and then like Missy came out, and oh man, I'm sad. 
She has not aged at all. Well, it's because she looks great because she's she's lost this, uh, you know, she's she used to be a, a much different looking person when she first came in the, came in the game, and uh, I think that's that attrib- that you can attribute some of that to that. But she's got this attitude, like, and I think it's it's there's a there's like a line people cross when they're performers between the I should be here and the I'm happy to be here. Um, like when Madonna had uh, Nicki Minaj and uh, MIA on there, they have they still have the attitude like we should be here, um, and it came across in the performance. Missy Elliott was super happy to be there. She was all smiles and um, kind of made it for a more pleasant performance. You know, obviously Missy, Missy Elliott isn't like at the top of her peak popularity right now. Obviously, I think it's like ten years past. So. Um, no, but she's still got she it. Easily could be though. This is like the landscape for it. Pop is like like female rap is is huge right now. She should do another album. I think it would well, blow she, up. She um she directed a music video last year. Um, really? For uh, Sh- uh Sharara J. Sharaya J. Sharaya J. I'm the worst. Sharaya <laughs> J. I can't say anything. Um, yeah, which is her like a uh, new. You know she's pushing um, this artist in in one way or another. I'm not. I don't know specifically. Uh, Jason, do you are you do you know in what capacity she's related to? Uh, I'm not sure if it's uh, just a mentorship or or what. I'm not sure. But you can definitely see the influences. Um, it, uh, mm-hmm. Talking no more. Shut it down is the name of the video. So we should talk a little bit about, uh, um, you know, obviously we'll, we'll all, I will be sitting at home enjoy. actually I'll be on plane, but I will be thinking about the Grammys on Sunday <laughs> night. Jason, you will be there, which is, we can all agree, significantly cooler. Um, I'm sure you, I don't know, uh, is there a bar at the Grammys? Do you <laughs> get, like, I'm just thinking of the drink situation, kind of. Totally. Um Good thought. Um, <laughs> as far as I know, it's it's pretty dry, um, unfortunately. Face of the Day has three ceremonies. Uh, the first ceremony starts at around noon. It's the it's all the awards they won't televise, including mm-hmm. Best Music Video. Um, so by three o'clock or so, we should know who won. Uh, there's a break, and then they do the technical awards at a different venue. And then around like 4.30 or so, they start the, the main ceremony in the Staples Center. And then I don't believe there's any drinks until the very end, which is 8 o'clock. There's an official after party, which I hear is just one big long line to get food. Nice. <laughs> I, I think last year, uh, Cindy Lauper hosted the... Uh, Technical I don't, one? Te- I, I don't the think it was. Words. Yeah, I think it was. Te- and they broadcast it on the internet, so I believe you can get that again. Mm. She was, was pretty amazing she, at that last year. Amazing? Yeah, I mean, well. well she got like a couple of things wrong, I remember. <laughs> she was I don't a bit know. of a train wreck, but it was very fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, I guess amazing in that way. Um, So, but that's cool, though. By the time, like, the show, by the time Katy Perry starts, you will have known. You don't have, like, to worry. You won't have a knot in your yeah. stomach. Um, For sure. And you just enjoy that, which is cool. Can I tell you my biggest Grammy fear? Yes, Yes, please. My 
my biggest fear is becoming a meme. Like I'm like rocking out to Ariana Grande, like singing along, and then the camera cuts to me, and then all of a sudden I'm on Tumblr. Like that's like my biggest fear. Right now. We we it, promise if we come across any memes that involve you, Jason, we will we will squat we will do our part to not spread them. Okay, thank you guys. But but also let it. You got to let it hang out. Like you got to yeah. do it. Don't like let that not let. Don't not enjoy Ariana Grande to your fullest ability. Just well, for that purpose. Does it have to be like Taylor Swift GIF level? Like, yeah, be like really going for it. No, I mean, I, I mean, you just got to do you, right? This yeah. is that's your. It's, it's going to be your night too, uh, win or lose. So you got to take it how you will. All right. You have you have our, you have our support to let it loose, um, which you were waiting for, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> You'd be like, yeah, we have. Uh, I have Doug's support. Uh, yeah, it's hey cameraman. Uh, <laughs> hey meme, hey meme makers out there. Um, they they definitely have to though. have a meme camera somewhere, right? The official yeah. meme camera. Um, they try to they try to create that stuff at oh, those yeah. shows. They try to create that. Ellen did it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because like I, I think the Super Bowl, they don't like going back to the Super Bowl. They don't know how to do that. I think intrinsically. I think that just happens, but they got to bring in the people that do. I mean, do you guys remember all the awesome memes and gifs that came from uh, the Who's performance? I mean, <laughs> I've got a collection of those that I watch, you know, every weekend. But you know, they've 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 gotten much more savvy with uh, with the people who are who are in there. I I think we have like a cycle that we go through, right? With all these like anything that takes place in an arena that's not a sporting event or has some performance aspect to it. We go, you know, we have the event. It's on TV, and then we dissect it in the the little visual, you know, gifs that happen afterwards. Do you? You said you will watch it. Do you watch a gif or do you look at a gif? Oh, I watch it. I watch it definitely. You watch it. Yeah. That's cool. I also wanted to just I wanted to say that because I say gif, <laughs> and I just wanted to offer that counterbalance. For the other people who say gif out there, to, so they don't feel like they're excluded from this podcast. You you they're also nice. represented here. I'm a Jeff person personally. Yeah, got it's got to be Jeff. It doesn't got to be. No, no. This that's okay. <laughs> we'll let you have Jeff. It doesn't got to <laughs> be. It certainly doesn't got to be. This is still could a, be, could be. It it may be. It's it is a it is permitted to be. We don't exclude anyone here. Um Well, th- speaking of choices, we have our <laughs> our choice. <laughs> Of some pretty crazy music videos, so uh, to, to talk about from this week. So we will. Uh, I think we should. We keep. We have time to get into a few, um, and I think we should start with one that uh, was definitely something that when I saw it come across the wire. I don't know what wire it is. Maybe the IMVDB wire. I was definitely kind of. We got a wire. Yeah, we have some sort of wire. We have like a Morse code type thing. I kind of did a double take, and that is. Uh, four or five seconds by Rihanna, featuring uh, 2015's best new buds, Kanye West and Paul McCartney. Um, and this is directed best. by Inez Van. Oh, I'm going to butcher their names. Inez Van Lamsverd and Venudes Matt. I'm, you, you just have to look at it. Um, but they were the ones, the, the team that direct have directed. Uh, some videos you might be familiar with, like uh, Applause by Lady Gaga from 2013. Definitely one. Or Moon by Bjork in 2011 and a few others. So, um, 
interesting video and interesting cast of characters for this one. Cast of characters. And no, technically this, uh, like, this is on Rihanna's Vivo account. And some places this is an and and and. It's not a featuring. Mm -hmm. But uh, we're going with featuring here. Because I'm pretty sure this is going to end up on a Rihanna album. And not Paul McCartney's new but not Paul McCartney and Kanye's new duo album that we're all looking forward to. Um, in terms of a, a like this song, despite the folks involved in it, is it's a it's a great pop song, but it's certainly not like a, particularly like a very new or diverse of a song. Despite like what you could get by mixing these these parts, and I think uh, the video is is uh it's also very stripped down you know they didn't it's not a very risky video um but it's really it looks really great i think it looks pretty cool i mean so it, I, I i like the video but um i just think that i mean it's definitely rihanna's thing like she steals the show and and i mean obviously you have to have kanye and paul in in the video but i wish they weren't there <laughs> i don't think you have to the Kanye and and like Paul McCartney is like what is he doing to this song? Like what did Paul McCartney do? Because he didn't sing on it. It's like the last Kanye song that also features Paul McCartney. Like it's it's hard to place the influence or the presence there had he not been in this video, right? Like I don't really r recognize the the input. Well, I get like is he a, like a co like did he co-write these two songs? Is that know. I don't know. We should we should know this. But, I would think so. I would I th think that's what he actually did. I'm not really sure. I think that uh, I mean, if you followed Paul McCartney's solo career for the past you know 20 years or so, it's been pretty formulaic and 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 I would argue pretty boring, um, except yeah. for a few light spots here and there. So I. That's one. what he, that's what he gave to this video. Yeah. Like, no, let's do everything <laughs> vanilla, guys. Come on, think about the formula and let's do it. But but you know, in this last few months where he's been on, you know, this song as well as only one by Kanye West in a really interesting role. I mean, in a role that if you were like bringing on Paul McCartney, you wouldn't immediately think, ah, oh, like uh, we're gonna have him playing keyboards and we're never gonna see him and we're never gonna know that it's Paul McCartney except for his name on the song um, he's doing you know more interesting things and I think Kanye West is probably a pretty good influence on him uh, from an artistic standpoint maybe he's re-energized him a little bit because even though he's you know he's doing a little guitar jam in this Paul, do you guys remember when Paul McCartney uh, came up and appeared with Jay-Z on I believe it was the Grammys actually a few years ago um, and how awkward that was, Jason. Did you see, did you ever see that? I mean, I must have, but I'm not quite <laughs> remembering it right now. I don't remember this either. It's uh, so it's it's uh, you know yesterday the famous Beatles song. Um, it was Jay Z and Paul McCartney, sort of you know doing a rendition of uh, yesterday that Jay Z was rapping over. But Paul McCartney came out with Jay Z, like each of them just with a mic. Uh, kind of standing there while Jay Z, you know, did his thing, and Paul McCartney just kind of stood there, not they didn't really do a knowing back, what to do. They didn't do a back to back moment. They didn't do a back to back <laughs> moment, but I feel like they were close. 
Um, but so Bob McCarry has a has a has a long kind of history of trying to get into this kind of stuff, and I feel like this is the crowd that he's going to do it with. This is the well, crowd Ka- that Kanye West is a vessel to Kanye a, a West more... is going to allow him to do things like just, and he's going to encourage him to do things to just play some acoustic guitar and something and use his name kind of recognition. I think he, this is this is the these are the people who he's going to uh, become relevant with again. So. In terms of the video, um, I guess it's it's worth mentioning that the directors uh, Inez and Venuda, I think I'm I'm getting close. Jason, nope. do you, do you know how to how to say these? Uh... No idea. <laughs> okay, they're they are um, fashion photographers um, first and foremost. Then they just kind of do music videos also, but they are most famous for fashion photography, and you can definitely kind of see that influence here in this uh in this video it it feels kind of like i'm like a gap ad yeah yeah <laughs> like i want to buy like a big denim t-shirt with and put a belt around it and look cool like rihanna does uh so yeah it's, it feels kind of like a gap ad and um and and kanye west is singing and looking into the camera a lot in it too which is fun I really want to believe there's this like alternate narrative about the backstory on this video because I really want to think that these directors had like the most epic video plan because like three superstar artists and they're like we're gonna make these visuals to match that star power and then Rihanna like showed up twelve hours late and they're like oh shit I guess we gotta put up a white screen and just shoot it out in one take uh, and edit together later that oh. would be. That would be a much that would be so much better story behind this video than like the directors were like yeah we just want like you know to like strip back these artists and just mood it out and that's that's although that's what they they talk exactly like that these French directors have my <laughs> voice and uh, and uh, it's weird yeah that would be a much better story I don't think it's I don't I'm not betting on it but you never know Rihanna is like, apparently uh, never early. I'll say it that way. <laughs> I've uh, I've heard stories about this too that she and that we've actually talked to um, the uh, uprising creative about the video that they directed for her and they they didn't have anything negative to say about her but they did mention that in, a, in instead of working shooting two days which was initially planned she um, was able to get them to just shoot straight through and do like. 20 straight hours or something insane like that to shoot, to shoot a video. So, um, uh, yeah, there's there's some some fun Rihanna music video stories around the world. Just coming back to Kanye again, I guess I have the same observation as I did with uh, the video for Only One. I, I feel like I like Kanye, but he needs to simmer a little bit. I, he He's a little wild in this video. <laughs> you think he's overdoing it? I do. I do feel that. Interesting. That's a, that's an interesting observation. It's like the the way he's acting in this video does not really match the what he sounds like. <laughs> no. Uh, exactly. So it's interesting. But like I'm certainly in no position to like give Kanye West performance advice, but uh We could try. Though. That was a, that's an interesting <laughs> that's a, that's yeah, we could if we really wanted to. I think we could. 
I mean, he does listen, and so... You do, you know, think, do you think Paul McCartney's had work done? This is the first video I've looked at him <laughs> and been like, he looks like Chris Jenner in this video. He's just like... Paul McCartney, I still don't know how that Vincent... Like, how Vincent Haycock was able to make a Paul McCartney video. Because outside of that video, have like, the stuff that Paul McCartney's been doing is insane. <laughs> insane. Did you see this video for appreciate has anyone seen this paul mccartney music video for appreciate where he's dancing with a robot this music video came out in may 2014 i kind of remember he's dancing with a robot like what paul mccartney was has done in music videos outside of that vincent haycock early days video it's been it's been nuts um and then there's queenie eye which is one of the great like uh, recent like celebrity clusterfuck videos that just that. Uh, oh my god! Yeah. yeah, and then and then the hope for the future, which is a Daniel Askill video, um, who we obviously can direct great videos because he directed the <laughs> video for Sears. This video is like this one of my number one insane videos of 2014. This hope for the future video. It's insane! Like it is just. I, I think I'm not even going to begin to describe it. It's, it's in the show notes. If you're listening to this podcast, just go watch this video. It's just Paul McCartney in space. <laughs> and, so, and so earnestly in space. And so... Um, in a dystopian Star Wars-esque And it's not universe. even him. It's just him projecting for aliens. Here, here, here I am not, not attempting to describe this video. Um, anyway... I, I I agree with you, Adam. Now, after revisiting these videos, that uh, more Paul, more Kanye stuff, Paul. That that that's your that's your music video direction here. Uh, I can't give Kanye West performance advice, but I do feel uh, qualified to give Paul McCartney advice, and uh, and that is to work with Kanye. We definitely have got to have the qualifications. It's all about being qualified. Yeah. Um, I haven't so, taken the Kanye course yet. <laughs> Another video that uh, people were excited about this week is is a lot of kind of returns of, of people. I guess it's the beginning of the year. Um, people are starting new album cycles and single cycles. And one of those artists is Skrillex, who has been much maligned, I guess, in the past three or four years. It's kind of the poster child of a certain thing that uh, the the elderly among us don't do not like. Um, sort of like the poster child of like the new sound that the kids are all hooked on, the with the womp womp womp. Um, and this this who is, is this, who is this like who is this straw man? It's the ultimate. It's the ultimate musical straw man. Yes. Um, and then we have a new video called uh, I do not know how to pronounce it. Doompy uh, poop. Doompy poop. <laughs> That's pretty close. Got it. It's pretty close. Um, directed by an amazing duo, uh, Fleur and Manu, um, who are kind of known for, at least in the recent past, have directed super serious videos like the one for Ivory by Movement or uh, Hate or Glory by uh, Gisafelstein. And this one is like a Tim and Eric-esque <laughs> funny music video, which just came out of nowhere for me, which I, I which is really good the plot overall i don't know plot is using it lightly but it is a music video about a man who is repeated like in a groundhog day-esque situation trying to was apply this released for a... on groundhog's day it was, yeah, yeah did you get that did you did you get that vibe too jason 
I, I mean, I assume that would make the most sense, but I didn't see it when it actually came out. So I was curious if they actually went with that. Yeah, they did. They released it on Groundhog Day. It is funny, though, that because this is like a, a plot device that has been used, you know, since Groundhog Day. And every time, like, that's how you describe this type of thing now is like a Groundhog Day. Did it exist before? Did people do this before? Was that like completely use like it's just so funny that that like you say groundhog day and people know exactly what that means yeah, and and i don't know if that those people necessarily have all seen the bill murray movie who now know what that means it's like groundhog day is like the f filmmaking equivalent of the word kleenex <laughs> people understand what it means um this was an extremely unexpected video from flora and manu uh tim and eric esque is uh, a decent way to describe it in terms of just like the level of insanity that it reaches. Um, uh, Adam Alexander, why don't you talk talk about a little bit of what happens in this video? Okay, um, I'm really excited that that they did this video. It kind of gives me hope for or or just an excitement to to see what else they're gonna do. Let's go with uh, maybe. hope. Maybe in the comedy vein. I like that they that they went that way. But yeah, so the video is just um, it's this uh, this kind of this weird dude with a mullet, and uh, he's going to the bank to um, I think he wants a loan, and he keeps getting denied. But he's kind of caught in this loop of reliving that same day. So he's trying um, all kinds of different methods to get approved for this loan and then it just gets really surreal and, and he's not even really trying anymore and all this crazy <laughs> stuff happens and uh yeah you you really have to watch it to see because uh it, it's very absurd and surreal it is very absurd and surreal and the things that he tries like first he tries to like clean himself up and and maybe act differently and then things start to like kind of deteriorate and change in the world around him as well. And suddenly people are naked one day when he shows up and then the next day he shows up naked and nobody else is. It's a fun video. This is a very fun, like unexpectedly fun video. Um, and, and Skrillex has been, you know, he's, he does some, some fun and some really good videos as well. That um, He just, did a video recently Nabil just did a video for him for the song Fuck That which is really great um and uh he, so he does some fun videos and uh and uh, uh, this one is is one of them particularly it's pretty insane I read a, a short interview with Skrillex about this video and uh, I found it interesting to note that um, he mentions that Doompy Poomp is one of the songs that most of his fans hate. <laughs> and he actually thought that was kind of cool because he knew he could kind of go to the box with a video. So that's why he got Fleur and Manu and he just wanted to do something kind of cool and not even think about the fans at all. And uh, I think that shows when you know that because uh, this is not a video for a typical Skrillex fan. What an insane thing to say. That's awesome. That's like this is not for this is not for the people who like me. Yeah. Jason, have you ever had a, a director and or artist come to you and be like, uh, "All our fans hate this song, and we just want to fuck with them on this"? No, I don't think I ever have. It's that's there's still time. Uh, <laughs> still time. One of my favorite things about this video is that there's a uh, kind of a constant, and I think it kind of follows the general story arc of groundhog day the movie if you look at it maybe 
if you slow it down and play it at the same time. But there's this uh, a- there's this Asian man I that with a that is always wearing green and a very specific color of green, so you always see him. And he's always eating a candy bar, and he's always very calm in each one of the in each one of the parallel. Uh, or you know with each one of the days that this person exhibits or lives through and uh but he's always there and he's always taking a bite out of this uh nondescript candy bar always wearing the same clothes even when everybody else is in their underwear i think he's still clothed it's so. interesting that because Florida Mandu's videos are always so layered in a lot of ways in terms of like narratively like there's a lot going on and and in, in terms of what you're actually seeing, there's always a lot going on too. And and it's so it like but they do it in different ways. And like this video has a bunch happening and a lot going on, but it's like very easy to get distracted by like the main focus of the story. That like when you watch it again and again, you start to pick up and notice some of these things, like the man with the candy bar and the suit and and some of that stuff like the stuff gets so outlandish that you're definitely not catching everything on the first pass it's all happening it's coming at you fast which yeah which... They've, they've cut in lots of little easter eggs i noticed the je suis charlie flash uh near the oh, end oh well. yeah that's right yeah that was interesting um a reference to the charlie hebdo attacks right um i mean it definitely crossed my mind um actually as we were talking about it because my favorite scene in the video is when he comes to rob the place and there's already robbers there (laughs) Um, and I was like just thinking about it and knowing that Fleur Manu um, are from France I was just like oh that that was kind of sensitive I was wondering if there was any but then I thought I was overthinking it but it's uh... I don't think it's I don't think it's possible to overthink a Fleur Manu video I think I, I think you can think about those things, uh, and and you'll always come up with something. Um, there's also uh, uh, a sorry a scene where he's basically dressed like uh, Neo from the Matrix. It actually <laughs> yeah, ducks bullets like the bullet time, the famous bullet time effect in the Matrix, which is such a. I mean, that movie came out 16 years ago, uh, so it's kind of a, an interesting reference to make if you're going to make like some sort of cultural reference um they're like yeah really doesn't doesn't hold up either if you like go back and watch a lot of this effects in a lot of those matrix movies they look like complete garbage like the million man fight everybody looks like oh well yeah well the second and third one but i think the first one still well well, and like the jumping through the glass i'm just talking about the effects themselves yeah The, the the in terms of the movie and the narrative that's different, but like the effects, did anybody so, so groundbreaking? Then did, did anybody want to see him get approved for the loan at the end for some sort of redemption? Yeah, I, I guess I guess I was hoping that would happen. I, I wanted him to get a loan. Is it ever revealed what he needs the loan for? Maybe I don't want him to get it. It seems like he <laughs> it seems like he doesn't deserve it. He tries a lot. Uh. Well, it's funny that like in the movie Groundhog Day, Bill Murray is you know ultimately saved by his actions and becoming a better person. And at this, like the the reason he's stuck in this is so trivial and so stupid. It all it all revolves around a loan that is probably not for anything super important, which is why he's getting denied. Um, so it's it's everything about this video is just really. 
interesting and fun. It's a good one. Uh, so, uh, should we talk about one more? Um, yeah, the, yeah, I think we should get at least one more. Is there, um, is there a fa- uh, Jason? Do you have a favorite from the ones that we uh, asked asked you to watch? Um, I think I'm, I'm sort of in between the Chris Brown one and the Joel and Cy one. Um, okay. Maybe leaning more towards the Joel and Cy one because I just I didn't know about that video. Um, all the other ones kind of crossed my radar. Um, and it's just the most out there amazing thing I've I've seen as of recent. Now, if you know Joel Insai, have you seen any of her, any of her other videos? I might have. But so another I'm not really sure. good, another really good one that we've talked about on this podcast is for play, which is really fun too. This one is uh, also super fun, but a lot different. Why don't you tell us talk about tell us a little bit what happens in this video? Um. I don't know how to describe it. Um, I, at first, I just really wished it was a Skinny music video. Like, if Skinny had, like, all those actors and all those locations, it would have been the most amazing video ever. <laughs> um, but I, I don't... Is it, is it a gr- group? It's two girls? I No, I think the one girl is a featured artist. Okay. Um, well... It's just this man-hating anthem that is amazingly in, oh, I don't know what language it, it's in. Um, in addition to English, I mean, someone else needs to. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I cannot summarize it. Put you on the spot. Adam Alexander. It's a, it's a super hard one. I don't know if I can do much better. Um, first, uh, first of all, uh, Taiwanese is Yes, where... she's Taiwanese. Um, now, Nami Amuro is Japanese, who's featured on the, uh, on the, on the track and in the video. So um, I guess what's going on in here is kind of like they're dressed in like, um, in like a traditional Chinese type of style, as well as the setting. Um, there's... It's not it's super kind of, traditional. I wouldn't call this necessarily traditional. Well, it's kind of like the, the attire, the, like, the attire and the venue, the the building that they're in. That's some of the, the hair, definitely. Like, some of the guy's hair feels very like um, I don't know, like Yu-Gi-Oh inspired. Is that a thing? Am I t- am I making a right reference? Well, here? sure. If you're speaking to the hair, but I guess I'm speaking more to the costumes, okay. which are definitely uh, a traditional style. And I, what goes on, it's basically a performance video, but there is a little bit of a narrative that I didn't understand, so I can't really put it to words. But some crazy I, stuff happens. I think that they're like, it's it's like some kind of a party, and these dudes show up, and and then, like, it just doesn't go well. There's like, I, I can't do it either. But I love it. <laughs> It's so great though. Like the style of this video is so fantastic, and like the and the choreographed dance breakdowns that also feature heavily in the "Don't Play" video are just like so like so amazing to me. I don't like, I don't, I can I can never get enough of that stuff. It could be just like different settings, different cool vibes and settings that they could set up, and then just like dance and rap into the camera at me in a language that I don't understand. And I am I'm hooked. I'm into this I'm into it. No idea what they're saying, but I love it. And there's some cool effects and it's there's a lot of stuff going on in this video. It it's incredible. The best part uh, of the effects is the animation the donkey, which is like a total Pinocchio reference. Um (laughs) that's like so good. And then at the end there's actually donkeys outside. 
Oh, I didn't catch like that. Blew my mind. Yeah, as it's pulling out of the, the temple or whatever that space is, there's like donkeys in the courtyard before it pulls back and cuts to like a panther or something random that makes no sense. <laughs> I love that the that the like the effects are so janky and like and, and then the video itself is like no expense was spared. Like like it it was all in the actual stage design and actual music video and then like those those strange effects seem like an afterthought. Uh, they just like went with the like it's it's obviously a style that they were uh, going for with the way that stuff looks, but like it's certainly not the same level as the actual production is. And in terms of knowing what they're saying, this video is helpful. I'm not sure about the Vimeo version, but the YouTube version has uh, not captions but actual text on the video uh, for what they are saying, even though most of the lyrics are in English. Um, but in terms of, uh, you know, we have some choice lines like boys are stupid, let them fall. Uh, we will shine like a disco ball. I find that uh, helpful and interesting because there are um, a lot of interesting lines in this. But like they just they, they had the lyrics up for pretty much the entire video, which was helpful. The lyrics are basically like all the lines that the cat says in Homeward Bound about dogs, <laughs> except about men. That's what this. That's what this is. Which it's great. Each great time water. you failed, you just called me your girl. I'm not sure exactly sure what that means, but uh, maybe it's lost in translation. Um, and then there's there's you know there are obviously some sort of performers in this club um, here because they are one point feeding uh, the the dudes. There's sort of like some sort of. Uh, Cal- Caligula style feast going on and lots of shots of like you know uh, shots of the food under red lights and stuff and these girls are feeding these guys and there's one dude who this kind of grossed me out there's this one dude who's like, a little large and is super sweaty but has the biggest hair out of anybody and he has two girls like feeding him dumb dumplings there's just uh, I don't know that, that, that what are their soup dumplings uh, I hope not Oh, soup dumplings are good, though. Mm-hmm. I hope I hope so for his sake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he looks like he's having fun. Uh, so yeah, this was who found this video? Was that you, that's Adam? Me. Okay, I, no, it's me. Um, I'm a big Joel Inside fan because it's it's done two million in this week. Two million, so far. yeah. yeah two million. Just... She's a big artist. The Don't Play video is pretty pretty big too. Uh, that's that's in I think close to ten million. And what's going to come out as the top music video of the week probably is uh, Kanye, yeah, Rihanna and Kanye, right. yeah, with four or five seconds, followed by Chris Brown and uh, and Tiga, um, and then followed by uh, Tiger. T- no, it's that was Tiga. No, it's Tiger. There's a whole scene in the music video about that. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, I, I actually watch it. I thought you that just took away the me rug. up, but oh wow, took away the rugs. <laughs> That's great, and actually, technically, yeah, it's Chris Brown and Tyga as a as a as a group. They have an album coming out together. How how excited are, are is everyone for that? Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I'm a I'm a Tyga fan. Um, great. And Chris Brown is fine. He's always he's he never quits. He's always somewhere doing something and he's uh always kind of hanging out around there 
Um, I but, just saw the the last video in Hawaii. I didn't I didn't know about that until just like the other day. Which one was that? You didn't know I, that they were coming out with an album together? No, no. There's a video that just popped up on my radar that was a Chris Brown video. Uh, I'm trying to find it. It, it takes place in Hawaii. Um, the Autumn it, Leaves video? Yes, that one. Yeah, that, uh, the, that one came out uh, last last week or yeah, or the week before. Directed by Chris Brown and featuring Kendrick Lamar. Hmm. Yeah. I didn't catch um, that one. Yeah, we, we didn't bring that one up. Autumn Leaves uh, produced by Rib, uh, Andrew Listerman at Riv- Riveting. Okay. Right. Um Oh yeah, this is the one where they're in Hawaii and and uh, they got some some ladies. We have a very strange. Who did the credits for this video? We have a, we have a we have a, a credit for a uh, cast for lover in this, <laughs> with the lo- lowercase l. What is who did this? Uh, this is great. I don't know. We're gonna uh, Adam added the video apparently, but uh, Adam yeah. Alex, did you add these credits? I did not add you, the credits. Nah, I, don't, I don't remember adding Yeah, right. Who am I talking to? Uh, this <laughs> video has Chris Brown on the beach wearing two swords on his back, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles style, which is Chris great. Chris Brown goes for with his videos, man. He's like, and he's like, what do I want to do? What can I get whole, people to spend a whole bunch of money on? Oh, me Ninja Turtle and up in Hawaii. <laughs> Definitely. Did I start doing an impression there? That was terrible. I think I so, never did. yeah. I should never do that. Uh, yes. Lover, I'm still looking into that. Whoever put that in, um, uh, Doug's on the. He's on the, uh, the the case. The case, yeah. Whoever did that, if you're listening, we're coming for you. We're coming for you. Um, well, I so think, that I think we did it. I think we might have done it. We covered literally every video that came out this week. There's four. Uh, four. Yes, <laughs> this is a slow week for music videos. We had four, four. music videos come out. Um, and, and Adam never said once that he needed to edit something out. <laughs> wow! Like right. Drinking game of Adam of every time Adam says that totally didn't even help. Totally didn't help. You're sober as heck, thanks to Adam, and uh, ruining everything. Although you, there will be things that Adam cuts out, like Adam Alexander's whole rant. Um, that was probably Tiga versus Tika. Yeah, that whole thing that he was like was like aggressively yelling at Adam, telling him he always does this and mm-hmm. all this weird stuff. Is weird. He's like, uh, I hate. Uh, he's like, I hate you, and I wish I never met you, and you're disgraced to Canadians. That part I might, I might cut stuff, out. That stuff won't make it in. It's definitely but, not. But, but know but that it happened. There's I, at least I rant. I rant every week, but it yeah. always gets cut. There's always yeah. an Adam meltdown. We always cut that. We always <laughs> cut it out. It, it, like we for a while, we were telling him like his rant segment was up, and then yeah. we cut it out. It's like, oh, you know, ranting with Adam's up. Ready? You ready for it? And then he'd say <laughs> yes. Um. Well, the uh, as we mentioned at the top of the podcast, uh, the Grammys are this Sunday. Um. And uh, Jason, good luck. Uh, Thank you, guys. We hope you have an awesome time there, even if there are there's no bar area that you can grab drinks from. But that's okay because you're at the Grammys, which is awesome. You um, have a permission to sneak in booze in case you were looking for that. Yeah, I know that is a good call. I, I need to find someone with a purse. Nice. Or you could just you get those little uh, like you know those little ones, those little like one ounce bottles. And just stuff a whole bunch of those in your like socks, and you're good to go. Well, 
if Ryan Heff or sorry, if uh, An- <laughs> Andrew Garfield is going, he could go in character and and bring the purse. <laughs> There's no way those bottles are one ounce either. Uh, <laughs> uh, but everyone knows what I was talking about. Uh, and, and Adam, where? because Jason has produced more than just the videos we talked about. Where can people go to see those? Uh, well, they can go to imvdb.com slash podcast. This is episode 142. Um, you'll find links to everything we talked about or most of the things we talked about. Um, as well as I link to... Uh, Jason's page on IMVDB, which has t- a, a good amount of music videos, including one that we included on our best of uh, 2014 list. Actually, two that we included on our best of 14 list. Um, uh, you know, We Exist by Arcade Fire, obviously, and uh, Don't Wait by Mape, uh, directed by Dory Oskovitz, which was one of my favorites from, from last year. So, One of ours collectively. One of ours collectively. Um, a lot of. Uh, yeah, if you go through this list of, of videos that uh, that Jason has uh, produced, as well as been involved with in other capacities, it's a pretty a sweet list. Even going back to like uh, videos that I remember like being a huge fan of when we first started IMVDB, like uh, uh, "Shady Love" by Scissor Sisters, directed by Hiro Murai, and um, "Ass Back Home" by Gym Class Heroes. Lots lots of great stuff in there. Um, um, so yeah, thank you so much for joining us, Jason. Pleasure is all mine. Um, and we will see you guys uh, next week.